So Doug, are you going to interview me for this podcast? Because I was the angry one. <laughs> Actually, I am the angry one. You're not that angry. A lot doesn't get you angry, Doug. I am actually exclusively angry. You I just, am only angry. You just shove it, shove it way down. You just don't, I, I think you express anger in a different, anxiety. <laughs> That's what it is. It's not anger just, like rage. It's you know anger how we have like this, anxiety. We have this bleep out button. We yeah. needed an anxiety button. I don't know what it would be. Something. Wait, every time you say anxiety or you're feeling anxiety? There we go. Every time I feel anxiety, I'm going to hit this button today. <laughs> All right, Jesse, should we start? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got my anxiety button. You have your anger bleep. Yep. We are ready to do a podcast about infertility and anger. Let's do this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here, and we hope you enjoy today's conversation. I am going to interview you, Jesse. Husband and wife interview about infertility and anger. This can't go wrong. Obviously, when you deal with infertility... It's sad. I think the world thinks that it's sad. If you have dealt with infertility yeah. in any way, you know that it's sad, right? It's uh, you had all these plans for your life. They're not going the way you want them to. That's so sad. So it's uh, heartbreaking. I think it's a universal thing that people can get behind. Is yeah. It's like, oh, it's sad. You're not getting something that you want. Yeah. And it's sad. But I don't think that everyone thinks that it bruise anger. Do you think people think we're allowed to be angry about being infertile? Infertile sounds like so. I know. We can say that we're infertile. I know. I know. Because, that actually is something uh, that I've actually thought We of. are infertile. <laughs> right. I know. Because I see sometimes like the infertile and it's like, no. Yeah. People that are struggling with infertility, they're not infertile. We are infertile. Oh, yeah. There that is. Yeah. <laughs> no, but okay. Can you press that anxiety button? <laughs> let me go back. Um, let me go back. Do you think that people... Do you think it changes when we're like, say someone's all angry about their infertility? Do you think people are, have a harder time handling that? It's like, whoa, buddy. You, you mean I'm okay if you're sad, but why are yes. you all angry? Why are well, you all pissed off? Anger you know? makes people uncomfortable. So um, it's like, I can't handle you if you're sad. Would you say that it makes people anxious? <laughs> yes. It makes people anxious. I feel, and it's just more uncomfortable. It's more uncomfortable to sit in someone's anger with them and just let them spew then be like sad. Well, both are hard say both, for the human both race. Both are hard, yeah. Both are hard for the human race. But I think anger <laughs> is a step above. No, you're right. Of yeah. awkward. Yeah. Um, and I want to say like, as uh, maybe we're going to get to this, but yeah. as the person that is struggling with infertility, I think sometimes anger can surprise them. Right. Or they almost feel ashamed that they're angry. Right. Or they feel, you know, I shouldn't feel this way. Mm. I shouldn't be angry. It's okay if I'm sad because everyone else understands that. Or I that's more understanding in your brain. Yeah. But but the reality is infertility does make us angry. It made me real angry. Right. Regardless if we feel like we have room to be angry yeah. or if people are more willing to accept the anger or less willing to accept the anger, we are angry about yeah. infertility. I was I was angry. What does it feel like for you when you think about infertility? 
being something that made you angry? Yeah, I had stages of it. So I had like... Stage one anger? I had stage one anger, which is like pure unadulterated rage. What about frustration? Wait, yes. Your your stage one <laughs> anger is pure unadulterated rage. I feel rage. very instantly. It's true though. I do. I feel Just very going along. Stage one. So we're gonna, rage mode. We're gonna have to do an IUI already raging. Um, no, no, no. Like, don't you feel like stage one yeah. being like it's just well, it was for like some frustra- frustrating. <laughs> yes, not I feel to like, put words in your mouth. Yeah, it was frustrating, and it was yeah. I would. It's fair to say that it was brewing. It brewed. Yeah. You know, it wasn't instantly, but um, <laughs> for some. I guess just for me. Um, but it was, it was frustrating. It, it grew into frustrating. I remember even in my IUI getting the IUI done and I had to like hold my pee, like your bladder had to be like, yeah. that was like our IUI experience was not a pretty picture. No. I was, I was, you were angry. <gasps> Doug, get right down your scrapbook. Yeah, I was That's angry. when you were angry. I was angry at, at you and the doctor. Yes. Mostly the doctor me, told you to have a somewhat full bladder. And if you know me, I have bladder issues where I, if I have to go pee, I have to go pee right now. Like yeah. I have peed outside of a car. Yeah. Like, they, like they gave you the, the most impossible situation. Have a full bladder. That's not too full, kind of full. You definitely want it full, but don't feel like you have to pee, you know, just make sure it's full, but not too full. I, <laughs> that whole morning. The stress and anxiety mm-hmm. of <laughs> there it is that stress and anxiety of feeling like that's impossible. I was just I was I was angry about the whole situation, yeah. frustrated at the whole situation. That was stressful. Yeah, because you had and to pee so bad, and then you were like, "Well, I don't want to pee because well, yes, and yes." And the doctor was like, "Oh, it's not that big a deal." And I'm like, "Are you serious? This right. is it, it." Was the beginning to me of feeling like this was a bigger deal to us than it was to anyone else. Mm. And it was like, why, why are we not being treated like Queens and Kings? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like sacred special. Maybe it was or like something? in my mind, like an IUI was like, that's the thing we're doing this month. And of course, right. like we're not, we've done podcasts and conversations about infertility doctors. They're doing 10 a day. Right. right. It's not possible for them to be on the same wavelength as right. we are. But that to me was the seed of, Stage one frustration. Right. And I think for me, it's like, that's pure when un, it started. Pure unadulterated rage. Pure unadulterated rage. Um, no, I was mad at you because you were mad at me. I was like, what do you want me to do? How do I control my body? I can't control this. I have to pee so bad. And you're just looking at me with rage. Eyes. Um, for me, it was like, it ruined an experience. When normal, typically, when you just have sex and you have you know, you get pregnant naturally and you have yeah. that yeah. way and you're not struggling with infertility or don't have to do these treatments. It's like, I I was starting to accept that this might be the way that we get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted that moment to be sacred. Yeah. Special. Because special yeah. maybe, or yeah. like a good experience or maybe me and you sing Kumbaya and like hold hands, Yeah, you know, because typically in the situation when you just have sex, it's probably a pretty good experience. And yeah, then, it's like such a and natural then you ha- get pregnant moment. and there it is. Yeah. So it's like, I think I was putting that expectation on to that moment. Mm. And then when it wasn't and it was stressful and you were stressed and anxious. Yeah. Waiting. <laughs> anxious. No button. Okay. And then your anxiety <laughs> turned into anger. And then I was almost frustrated at my body and I was already, already frustrated at my body. Yeah. You know, for just being struggling with infertility. So 
ugh, that moment was so hard. And I remember running out of the room and peeing and almost peeing my pants and running yeah. by the nurse. And she was like, oh, you got it, sweetie. You know, yeah. it was just like, ugh. Do you feel like, Ruined okay, not to classify things, but my uh, history as a philosopher, oh, here. I, I only classify things in my mind and define terms. <laughs> um, I, I just think, okay, if to me, frustration comes out of missed expectations. Yes. I expected it to be like, I expected it to be this magical moment. Right. Or I expected uh, the experience when we're in the clinic or whatever we're doing yeah, yeah. to be more. Well, it's because you yeah. already lost so many of those experiences yes. that you put so much yeah. more expectation of like, this will be our moment where we, I literally genuinely mean like sing Kumbaya and like hold hands and gaze into each other's eyes that we're making a child. Yeah. You know? And it was yeah. the opposite. You wanted to ga- gaze into that, well, that little, like little monitor with the like wand thing. Yeah. No, no, you, I thought me and you could have a moment. <laughs> while the, while the wand thing is inside yes. of you. Perfect. Yeah. Good God. No, when like you wait for 15 minutes for it to like yeah, do yeah, whatever true. it's going to do. That was such a weird, bad experience. Anyways. Okay. So our expectations are not met. So to me, that's frustration, frustration, right? It yeah. breeds frustration. Like, uh, I wanted it to be one way. It's another way. Now I'm feeling frustrated. Mm-hmm. Anger feels like it comes out of injustice. Like, oh, this, mm. this freaking shouldn't have happened, right? Yeah. When you do the IUI, everything looks perfect, quote, air, you know, air quotes. Right. And the doctor's like, this is it. And we wait. And then it doesn't work. I was told work. I had a beautiful uterus. Yeah. Like it doesn't work. That feels like an- Eggs in- were shit, but uterus, <laughs> great. <laughs> that feels like an injustice. And- Anger feels like it comes out of injustice. I remember or, or, the moment. Or even, in, or what we thought would be unjust, you know? Yeah. I remember the moment where it turned into rage, from frustration into rage. Yeah. Did it have to do with feeling like this feels wrong? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think our, 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 it was after our RUI and we were going into IVF and I needed a blood test mm-hmm. and it was like across town yeah. and you were picking me up from work. Yeah. And I had a new client. I was a hairdresser at the time. And I had a new client and she wanted to talk about all these products that she wanted to buy. Right. And I am literally shaking with rage that she's wanting to talk to me yeah. and buy this new product. And I see you waiting in the car and you're like almost about to honk. Like we have to do it because the, the clinic was about to close. Yeah. Like we had to leave. We had yeah. to leave. And I remember driving down the freeway so angry. I mm. was so angry. I was angry at people that were driving slow. I was angry at you. I was angry at my client. God forbid that wanted to like buy product and actually like make me commission. Like, right. and I think my <laughs> frustration came, my, my rage came from yeah. it not working and an injustice, but it was starting to bleed into my life. I mean, it yeah. already had almost the injustice like, became so big that it was like, this shouldn't have happened. Yes. To me. I shouldn't be mad at my client and having Doug and I fight all the way down the freeway to get this stupid blood right, test right. that the, the thing was about to close. It just was like, that is when my rage really started to, to brew was that was like, it started to bleed into our lives, our communication, our marriage, my job. Yeah. Like it just, Ugh. And that's that's when my turning point was. Let's recap. So phase one. Phase one is just fr- frustration. Frustration. Your expectations aren't met. Yeah, my expectations aren't met. Phase two is there's like pure this, adulterated rage. 
so phase two pure unadulterated rage because there's like something feels like it's wrong. Yes, yes. You, you have a phase three? I have phase three. Oh my gosh. Pure unadulterated defeat. Oh, <laughs> just collapse? Just your anger turns into nothing. Oh, numb, maybe. Numb. It turns into like, okay, it won. Yeah. It won. Yeah. I'm done. And it's almost like, I mean, you could say stuffing maybe, or whatever, but I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily stuffing. It's like frustration, rage, and those all can be cycles all the time with everything. And then number three is just pure, unadulterated, like, I give up. It's like you lose your willpower. Like yes. you're so angry, but the yes. the monster is so big that you're yes. like, you lose your will to yes. even fight it. Yep. Yep. Like almost like walk all over me. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. It's a thousand dollars. All right. Like it just, it really yeah. felt like just absolute defeat. Defeat. That's got to be a numb. great feeling. <laughs> yeah. Super. I was super joy to be around <laughs> for you, Doug, I'm sure. So, but you're saying though, when you were defeated... And letting infertility almost beat you up. Yeah. Like it won. Really, you were angry? Yeah. Hmm. Like right below the surface of his anger. Yeah. Yeah. Or or sad and sad. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like I picture it like, okay, this is annoying. I don't like this. And then going to, I'm so angry. This is such an injustice. How dare this happen to Doug and I when we make excellent parents? To then, all right, yeah, just give up, but not in a way of like give up so I can make peace. Mm-hmm. It's like give up because I'm too exhausted to be angry anymore. That's what it is. Mm. I'm almost too exhausted, even though it's there. I'm almost too in- exhausted to like stand up for the injustice. Yeah, I would say. I think that's exactly how I experienced it. That yeah. might be how a lot of people experience yeah. it. At, in the beginning, you're like, oh, this is uh, so annoying. Right. Uh, like, I can't believe I have to leave work to go do this thing. Right. And then and then maybe you have a couple of failures or, yeah. or, or a couple of times. <laughs> failures sounded so sad. A couple of failures. A couple of times where, or even you're like, this is going to be our time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Right. And then you get angry and the injustice enters in and you're thinking this is wrong like how is this happening to me screw this i hate this yes and then i feel like it's true you get to a point where you go all right i don't even care anymore i yes. want to keep i, I want to keep going but whatever i gotta leave work whatever freaking quit my job i don't even care take a leave of absence failure failure yeah money another all round right. uh, what, and really yep. it's almost like you go beyond the anger into yeah. just full-on you're like blown up at yes, that point. Yes. And I think the best way to, to say it is I couldn't stand up for the injustice for myself anymore. Mm. I couldn't feel that rage anymore because I was just so defeated Yeah, that it was like, it wasn't rage anymore. It was just numb and I couldn't, I almost didn't have the energy to be angry anymore, even though I was. I almost get that picture of a warrior who's fighting a battle. Yeah. And they they use the rage they have and the anger they have to win the battle to keep going, keep going, keep yeah. going. But if the enemy keeps hitting them, it almost like they get right. They get to that point where they go, "I'm defeated," yeah. and they lay down. It's a white flag. It's it's that's a perfect image. It's yeah. almost like a white flag. It's like the frustration was built so you had the war mm-hmm. to do the war. You're probably frustrated about something, so that's why you're fighting someone. Right. And then now you're in it and you're like, this is such an injustice. Yeah. How bad is this? And you fight everybody and then you wait your, your white flag. Yeah. 
but and the, infertility can do that. But it can, the hero and the person that we always want to be like, we're like, yes, is the person who always keeps their passion, keeps their anger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keeps yeah. their rage. It's, it's just interesting. Right. That infertility is such a monster. Yeah. And the pain of struggling to get pregnant is such a monster that it yeah. does it just white flags us. I think there's nothing else that I've experienced where I've been so angry and then wasn't necessarily towards the end displaying anything that looked like anger. Mm. It was like a okay, numb. This all leads us to an important idea, I think. I don't want, I don't think we want anyone to be in that place of feeling numb, groundless, blown up, yeah. dead inside. Right? I mean, but I think sometimes if we, it's a part of the journey, but yes. It's part of the journey. No one wants to be there though, right? I think a lot of people end up signing up for our groups because they do feel that yeah, way. Yeah. And I think they want to get feel more resistance. They want re- uh, resilience. They want to get out of that place of feeling I've heard many times, inside. I yeah. don't want to feel this way anymore. I'm too, I, I want a change. Yeah. I can't be in this zone anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think we want to be able to avoid that. Although sometimes it is unavoidable, yeah. but we, or we want to get out of that because you can get stuck in that yes. I think, for a long time. Yes. Um, I think it's a phase that you can get stuck in probably the longest. Right. I would think. And I I think we get there by feeling angry, feeling these things, feeling all these feelings and just having to just manage them and Mm -hmm. just cope with them the best we know how. We get keep getting hit, keep getting hit, keep getting hit. And you get to a point where you just go, I can't keep up my coping mechanisms. I can't keep doing the things that I was doing. And you just blown, you know, right. that, that's really, that's traumatizing. Yeah. So really going back and finding the anger, there's something in the anger that we have to deal with, or we have to, in a way, like use the anger because something's going on with when we are angry, our bodies, our minds are telling us something yep. that we have to deal with. And I think right. this is our lovely infertility feelings helpful reminder that from, I think, you know, from a psychological perspective and all the work that we do with therapists and building programs to help people connect and feel more resilient. So we have found something is in the anger that is an opportunity for us. I'll say that. Right. Hopefully that's as friendly as we can come across. There's something going on when we feel angry about infertility, that is an opportunity an invitation to do something with that anger so that we don't get to a place of feeling blown. Would you say that when you're feeling angry, it could be a sign that there's something to deal with <laughs> in yes. the simplest way to say it? Okay. Like remember what's the movie Apollo 13? What's the movie? Like one of the most famous movies of all time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that movie. I love that movie. We just watched that on vacation. Who the doesn't best. love Apollo 13? I flip and love Apollo right, 13. You're in- it sucks me in every time. Totally. Every time I'm like, are they going to make it? Tom are they going to make it? Space, Even you put though I Tom know. Hanks in space, I'm in. Even though I know they're going to make it, I still... Oh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen that movie. They make it at the end. Spoiler alert? <laughs> U.S. American history, major <laughs> movie of all time. Spoiler alert. I love that I didn't even think of that. I only thought about the movie. I didn't think that, oh, people would know this from history. 
But think about Apollo 13. <laughs> Sorry, sidetracked. Apollo 13, they're in the they're in the spaceship. All of a sudden, you know, they stir the tank or whatever, and psh, all these lights come on. To me, that's anger, right? Something has happened to where all of our lights have gone off and now we're angry. I think it could be frustration. It could be, oh, what was I expecting to happen? It could be an injustice. Oh, this feels wrong to me. But when the emotional lights go off of anger, I think we have an opportunity at that point. Because if you just go, oh my gosh, I'm angry, and you leave all the lights on, you might think that someone would say, well, they're probably on for a reason. You leave them on long enough, you might get blown up. And Mm -hmm. then you might feel numb and just dead inside. It's like, oh, I feel dead inside, right? Mm -hmm. So what's going on, Jesse, that we could investigate? What did that have to do with Apollo 13? What was the the takeaway from that movie? In Apollo 13, (laughs) all the lights come on, all the warning lights, right? And then that's when he calls Houston and goes, Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't really say it, mom, in case you're listening. Oh gosh. You don't think your mother... It's, she's fine. Um, so thinking about that, you know, anger sometimes is a great alarm to yeah. go off internally or in our heads Yeah. Um, to probably look inward. And right. it's an opportunity to investigate how am I feeling? What is going on? What am I really sad about? What am I really, really, really feeling? And I think that's something, if you do that in the rage mode, it can prevent you to going to that numb place of just pure unadulterated defeat and hopelessness is if, okay, I'm feeling ragey. I got mad at somebody on the freeway or whatever it looked like. It's like, and the the experiences aren't matching for me. It was experiences weren't matching. What was I was experiencing. My rage was bigger than what Mm -hmm. I was actually experiencing. Mm -hmm. And it could be anything, something stupid or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that can be, a really great opportunity to look inward. And like all our great therapists say, what's underneath anger most of the time is grief and just sad that you're going through this. It sucks. It's really hard. And I think if we can start to integrate that kind of thinking when Mm -hmm. we are ragey or our experiences aren't matching our rage or whatever it is, that we can look inward and it's opportunity to feel more deeply and to look inside or to express something. Are we shoving things that we need to express to our partner, to our family, to our friends, whatever it is. And I think that can help us not pass over into that third phase into just pure unadulterated defeat. That completely matches up with what I think. And I think what, from a therapeutic perspective, yeah, kind of the thought process of when we are angry, the, pathway that we should walk down in our own selves. I think that just matches up exactly is that anger is when all of these lights turn on and we go, Oh, something is off. My expectations were off. I'm feeling frustrated. Yeah. My ex it's, this isn't meeting my expectations. My I'm feeling frustrated. This feels wrong to me. It feels unjust to me. That's and anger to almost becomes this opportunity to be motivated by the anger. You become motivated by these strong feelings of, ah, screw this. This isn't right. I'm pissed off. Let that be a motivation 
to figure out what's really going on. Maybe there is an actual injustice that needs to be addressed. Yeah. They told me this and they lied to me. Well, that's wrong, right? Yeah. Go figure out. Advocate. Advocate for that. Go figure out why did that happen? Maybe a change needs to be made. Maybe the anger can be the motivation that you need to make a healthy change. Uh, I mean, if if you're angry that you've been doing the same thing for the last couple months and you're like, I'm angry about this, maybe that's the motivation you need to change things for the next month, change things going forward. But there are times I think with infertility that the injustice is there, but there's nothing we can do about it, right? Why did this happen to me? That's so huge. And we can say, this is wrong. This should have never happened to me. The way, you know, we can't change that necessarily. We can't. Do you think that's what it boils down to? Where anger really comes from with infertility is why is this happening to me? I think so. I use the word cosmic. Jesse laughs at me, but it Loves feels like word. a cosmic injustice. How, why yeah. is this happening to me? The way that you deal with those cosmic injustice isn't, you can't fix the cosmos. You can't rewrite the entire world to make things not have happened this way. Because you get to this point where acceptance has to be part of what you're doing. Accepting that this is your reality. I mean, that's the kind of stuff we teach all the time, talk about all the time, right. is how do we accept our reality? How do we actually like make friends with this world that we've, we're living in? Because mm-hmm. no matter what, if we make friends with it or not, we're still in it. We're still in we it. We are friends with it, right. whether so we want to or not. The anger is an alarm that's going off. And sometimes that is a motivation that we need to change something. Yeah. A lot of times, if I'm being perfectly honest in my life, nine times out of 10, in the stories that we hear, yeah, nine times out of 10, it's an opportunity to do the harder work, honestly, of feeling the feelings that are beneath anger, right? The things that are motivating anger, whether it's sadness, grief that this is happening to us, um, pain that we didn't want things to happen to us, anxiety, um, feeling depressed about where we're at. There's all these really real feelings that are going on under the surface. And a lot of times they're displayed as anger. So use the anger to investigate, use it as motivation to change what you can and to dig into the feelings in the areas that you can't change. What are you really feeling? And I think why that's so hard and why we don't do that is because it's vulnerable. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to rage, at least for me. Yeah. In my right. have injustice happen, <laughs> seven on the Enneagram, wing eight. Yeah. Like my wing eight comes out of my injustice and it's like very easy for me to get rage e, and almost feel safer for me. But it's more vulnerable to go in and go, oh, I'm just really sad. And this is yeah. my reality. Yeah. And I have to make friends with it and sit in it. That's, that's why I think it's so hard is it's that vulnerable, vulnerable, more tender tender space. And it almost feels safer to go the other way. Okay. You bring up a good point though. I always like to think, why would we actually want to address this stuff? Why wouldn't we just want to rage, rage, rage on forevermore, right? Why can't we just be rage monsters till the day we die or until we get pregnant or until we move on? Why can't we just house the rage within us forever? I think the reality is nobody can. You either you end up really developing something that you don't want to have developed. For me, well, I felt like I developed, you know, you develop anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to live in anxiety forever. Mm-hmm. 
But if I just don't deal with why I'm feeling angry about infertility, why do I feel like it's unjust? Why do I feel like all these things coming up in me? And I just want to move forward and use my anger to get pregnant. And do, I start to feel anxious and so much anxiety comes up within me. For you, maybe the opposite of feeling like you just go numb. Yeah. And you go dead inside. Yeah. And that's, a, was, hor- and that's a horrible feeling. Yeah. It was safer for me to choose that than yeah. to go towards the feelings. Yeah. Because the feelings were vulnerable. And I was like, ooh, I don't know if I want to do that. Actually look at what's happening to me. Right, right. That I might not be able to have children of my right, own. Right. It was easier for me to go, oh, hands up. Defeat. White flag. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Like, I'll just feel nothing. It really did feel safer in my mind. But don't you think that's where you end up with, you know, how, how does infertility... It didn't end up well. <laughs> how does infertility affect your life so much? It's like this kind of stuff, yeah. right? You're so yeah. angry. It's so, you just feel like it's so unjust yeah. and so uh, maddening. Yeah. And then it it's hard and vulnerable to look at your feelings. So you, you just kind of keep moving forward. But then you go, oh my gosh, it's been 10 years. I just feel right. numb and right. zoned out. Like I've kind of pulled away from my world mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of blank or I'm depressed. I'm anxious. Yeah. And my mental health is just getting destroyed. Right. You look back and go, how the heck did I end up here? Yeah. I'm not saying this is totally it, but it's possible that anger was there all along mm-hmm. and we were really angry and we didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. it w- we didn't use it as an opportunity yeah. to feel. I think that's maybe our, our loving encouragement. You don't have to do this. No. You don't have to do anything we but say. But it, it could be yeah. that anger is an opportunity for you to investigate what's going on. Is there an injustice happening? Is there missed ex- expectations that you could solve? Figure that out. Let that be the motivation. Or is there stuff to grieve, stu- you know, feelings to have and people to talk to, right? How can you get this stuff out so that, so that it doesn't stay at a level 10 anger forever until you, until it blows you up. And for me, uh, when I went to therapy and started to actually feel my feelings and choose vulnerability, it really did bring a lot of relief, even though it was really hard and scary and sad, it did make me less angry. And my hope for the world still complicated to this day, but came, came, came back and it started brewing back. So, I mean, it really does help and it really does work yeah. to look at your feelings, even though it's vulnerable in a safe space, but look at your feelings and it will, it will help the rage. It yeah. will help, you know, your hopelessness. It will. So anger is not wrong. No. Do you want me to get angry about you need to be angry? You're allowed to be angry. You are allowed to be angry and I see you in it and I know what that feels like and it's okay. It's okay to be angry. And if you're not angry, maybe it's time to get angry because this is a really hard world and a really unfair world, but also use your anger as an opportunity to go inward and to feel. And Maybe don't go like Doug where it just turned into anxiety or me where it just turned into nothing. And if you're in the nothing phase right now, that's okay. That's yeah. okay too. I was in that for a long, a yeah, long you time. You can always choose to process your feelings. Yeah, yeah. You can There's, always choose to like get stuff going. It's never too late. No. It's like if you're like, no. I am at my hopeless end of all of it, everything and I can't feel anything, that's okay. Still an opportunity 
to grieve. If you are the most anxious, feeling anxious, feeling depressed, don't know how to do the day, Mm -hmm. that's okay. It's still an opportunity to grieve and look at your reality. Join our programs. (laughs) Do you know what made me the most most angry in our IVF process? Was having to spend the amount of money that we spend Mm -hmm. for a, a chance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That yeah. was the thing that made me the most angry. Yeah. Because when it didn't work, it was like, we did all of that for what felt just like an opportunity yeah. for something to work yeah. with really no guarantee, you right. know? Like you buy a car, they slap have- a guarantee on that thing. <laughs> There's a warranty, And they're right? the same price. They're like, hey, in four years, if this just goes to crap, like we'll fix it for right. you, you know? It's so funny. And then we went into adoption thinking that would be a guarantee. Right. Boom. That's a podcast for another day. Two disrupted adoptions yeah. will happen. But that really made me so... That felt wrong. Yeah. That felt like, no, yeah. that's not cool. I know where my... Right? I'm spending that much money for the hope that it's good. That's like going to get a tattoo and the tattoo costs $20,000, but you have no idea what the person's going to draw. And right. you're like, I hope it's good. Right. Hope it works. It could be like a nine-year-old drawing of a tree on right. my back, <laughs> or it could be awesome. I don't know. Yeah. And that is so mad. That feels wrong. You know, right. it feels just very right. permanently scarring. I guess I'd use the word. <laughs> yeah. I know where, where my anger all boiled from. I mm. realized it in therapy was I knew we'd be really good parents. Mm. And it was like, that was a big injustice to me. Yeah, the cosmic injustice. Oh, here we go. But it's like, yeah, I knew is, we would though. be good parents. I knew that we would love a child so well. And we have such amazing community around us yeah. as in family and friends and us and a great place to live that I would, I was just like, I cannot believe this is not happening. I cannot yeah. believe that this is not happening for Doug and I. Like, yeah. And I was so angry about that. That's yeah. where my pure unadulterated anger. And then in therapy, that's when I turned into like, and then what does that also make you feel? And it's like sad. And right. it's like, yeah, it's because I was, I was really, really, really sad, but it felt really unfair. Yeah. I knew we would be good parents. Yeah. Ugh. And it's so true. The, can rage the, me now. the way to deal with that is not to rewrite the universe. The way to deal with that is, is to yeah. grieve yeah. the reality that you're in. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't have to use my anxiety button that much. Only four or five times. Only four. About that's about about thirty five minutes. I got about four or five anxiety moments. <laughs> okay. Do you think we covered everything, Doug? Oh, gee. <laughs> Still there. Anxiety is a ruin. Doug, are you angry? I'm not because- angry. I don't get angry. I just get anxious. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, a show produced by the nonprofit Uniquely Knitted. This is your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so grateful to all of our wonderful donors who support this work. If you would like to learn more about how we serve the community and support the work of Uniquely Knitted, we encourage you to check us out at uniquelyknitted.org. If you enjoy this podcast and would like more people to hear it, please give us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. This is the best way for more people to hear these conversations. See you guys next week. <laughs>